Grace along. I want to give you a great, want you to give a great welcome to Doug. Doug's going to come up. We've got someone's going to share a testimony. Let's give him a welcome as he comes up and inspires us tonight. Hallelujah. Are you having a good time tonight? Yes. Isn't it awesome to be in the presence of God? Yeah. God is so good. Do you know that? God is so good. Thank you, musicians. You know, uh, we've got a great testimony here. Uh, I want to tell you about one of our young women who's had, thank you, uh, Cheyenne, uh, one of our young women who's had an incredible breakthrough here in the church. You, do you like stories of breakthrough? Who likes stories of breakthrough? Oh, yeah. Okay. This young woman, teenager, okay, cleaned up in the Havelock North High School Awards last week. Okay, she took home something like five awards where she was given awards for absolutely outstanding achievement, outstanding achievement. And, uh, you know, they even created one award particularly for her. Okay, let me uh, go through that a little bit, okay? She got the award for English as the Second Language. Uh, top award, top student, okay? She got the award for top health student. She got the award for uh, building bridges between the international students and the local students. Okay, she, uh, she got more awards than I can remember what she got them for, okay? But uh, she wants to share a little bit about uh, what happened with her. So I want you to welcome Ayuna Mayataki. (laughs) 
That is a great story. Do you know that's a great story? Okay, that's a great story of God changing someone's life. And our God is in the business of changing people's lives. Do you believe that tonight? Yeah, wow. Okay, I'm excited about the Word of God tonight. I'm excited about the future. I'm really excited about what God is going to do in the future of my life, in the future of the church, in the future of your lives, because God is an awesome God. God is an amazing God, and He changes people. And I want to speak tonight out of a, uh, a message that I, I felt burning in my heart. It's carrying the supernatural life of God. Carrying the supernatural life of God. How many of you want to carry the supernatural life of God? Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you got your Bibles with you? Yeah. The Word of God. I want you to turn in your Bible to Luke. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. This God is good. You know, we're in a phase where, uh, of the church where we're just pushing into the whole deal of the supernatural, where we are not satisfied, I'm not satisfied, and we hope that you as a church are not satisfied with anything less than the power of God flowing in our midst, with anything less than people's lives being radically transformed, with anything less than people getting healed and set free. Yeah, God is good. And that's a phase that we're in and we want to grow in that. And already in the season, we've seen more miracles happening in this church and through the ministries in this church, more miracles than we've ever seen in our history, greater miracles than we've seen in our history. Yeah. And you know what? That can happen. That can happen through you in the marketplace, in the schools, right where you are. The power of God flowing through you to touch the lives around you. So I want you to have a look with me in uh, Luke chapter 1 and starting in verse 26. Okay, now you're going to get the Doug paraphrase on this, okay? All right. Now an angel, an angel was sent by God to the place called Nazareth to a virgin who was engaged to Joseph, the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. How many of you heard of Mary, okay? And Mary just happens to be an incredible woman of faith. Okay, an incredible woman of faith. Sometimes we uh, overlook this woman because of uh, some, uh, uh, some, some nutty extremes on, on uh, who they think Mary is, okay? All right, so, but we're not going to overlook the, the faith, the gift of faith that she has, okay? Now, the angel came to Mary and said, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. You're blessed. But when Mary saw him, she wondered what the angel was on about. What is he on about? She was afraid. She was troubled. And the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. He said, Mary, you're going to have a baby. And it's going to be God's baby. And I don't want you to be afraid. How many of you would hear those things and get afraid immediately? Okay. <laughs> You're going to have a baby to an invisible father. You're not married, no, okay? But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Already you think, oh, my word, okay? You see, God wanted to put his supernatural life into Mary, that she would carry his son, that the world would be changed through this, uh, the, the son of God. And he used Mary to do it. And in a similar way, God comes to each of us 
And he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. But I want to put within you a deposit of the supernatural life of God. I want to put within you the supernatural power of God that will change this world, that will change the life of people around you, that will change circumstances, that will see people set free. And God comes to us and he says, I want to do that in your life. I want to do a big thing in your life. Do you believe that God wants to do a big thing in your life tonight? Oh, yeah. Okay. God wants you to carry and nurture that life, that life of God within you. He wants you to bring forth that life into the world. And don't worry, God's not going to ask you to have his baby, okay? That, <laughs> that job is already done, okay? He's not going to ask you to... So Cheyenne's relieved, okay? <laughs> uh, we're all relieved. God's not going to ask us to have his babies, okay? That job is already done, carried. But he does want us to carry the supernatural power of God within us, supernatural life of God, that we would carry that and bring forth that into the earth, that this whole earth would be filled with the glory of God. Do you believe that tonight? Yeah. All right. Okay. So I want you to tell the person next to you, don't be afraid. Turn to the person next to you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Now tell them that God wants to do something big in your life. God wants to do something big in your life. All right. Now, I don't know about you, but that fills me with excitement. God wants to do something big in my life. He wants to do something big in your life. He wants to do something big in the life of us as a church of the living God. Here in this community of Hastings. Here in this Hawke's Bay. And beyond that, through to touch the rest of the nations of the world. And you know what? If God wants to do something big in your life, why not let him start tonight? Why not let him start tonight? Why can't this be the start of something big that God's doing? Why can't it be tonight? Is there any reasons why not? All right, we'll say, come Holy Ghost. Bring it on, God. Oh, you're good. Yeah, okay. You see, I happen to believe that there is a reason that God has brought you to this place tonight. I happen to believe that there is a reason that you have survived through life thus far. I happen to believe, I happen to believe that the reason that you're here is that because God wants to deposit something of his supernatural life right into the core of your being and that you would carry that life into the world and make a difference. Hallelujah. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you came from a, from a place that says, well, I, I thought that was all in the past. I thought that was, I thought that was just the apostles. I, I, thought, I thought it was just the, the, like the holy men, the pastors that did that sort of thing. But I want to tell you that scripture says, to them that believe, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You see, that's our inheritance, church. That is what we are made for. That is what God has made us for. More than just paying bills. More than just... Uh, you've got to believe that. 
More than just mucking around at school, okay? More than that, God wants to do an amazing thing through your life, through the life of the people around you, touching them. You know, why, why, did, why did the angel say, Mary, I don't want you to be afraid. Mary, don't be afraid. Do you know what? He had to say that because the vision of God for her life was so big, it would scare the stuffing out of any sane person. Yeah? You know what? That's true. When you get a feel for, a sense of what God wants for your life, it will blow your mind because it is bigger than your imagination, bigger than your natural thinking, bigger. I mean, you try and explain what Mary had to explain to her parents. Uh, Mom, Dad, uh, I'm pregnant. Okay, after the first response, they're picking them up off the floor. Well, who's the father? God. <laughs> you try that one. You know what? That is a big thing, a big thing that God was asking Mary to do, a huge thing. Try and explain that to your parents and your, uh, uh, your fiancé, you know. It's not going to wash, believe me. Yeah? Okay, you see, a natural, a natural response to the vision of God in your life is to be afraid. A natural response is to think, oh my word, can that really be? A natural response is to dismiss it and think, I couldn't possibly do that. A natural response is to say, oh, that must be the devil, okay? That's a natural response. You see, now I want to tell you, there's people here, you've got dreams and visions in your heart. God has said amazing things to you. There's a desire in your heart to preach. There's a desire in your heart to pastor a great church. There's a desire in your heart to give outrageous amounts of money to the work of God. There's a desire in people's hearts here to lead people to Christ. Yeah? Big things, big things, big things, big things are here, right placed within people right here and people who are yet to come into this place. You know, God places big things Big things in people's lives. You know, some of you have a dream to be a prophet to the nations. Some of you have a, have a dream to excel in an area of business. I want to tell you, don't be afraid. The word of God to you is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't dismiss it. Don't put it aside. Because that is your inheritance. That is something of the supernatural life of God that He wants you to carry. He wants you to bring and impart to this earth. That is something that belongs to us, to the children of the living God. Yeah? Okay. The dream, it's big and it's scary. How do you know it's from God? How do you know if you have a dream that's from God or not? Let me tell you. There's some easy ways to, to know whether it's of God or not. First of all, if you've got a dream in your heart, is it about you, your ego, or is it about God? Okay? Some people have big dreams, but they're at the center of it, you know, getting all, all, the, uh, uh, all the glory. But God wants the glory to go to Him. He wants His glory to fill the whole earth. So who is it about? Is it about you, or is it about God? Will it touch the lives of others in some way? Will it touch the lives of others in some way? Does a dream that you have within you, does it touch their lives? Does it impact others? Or is it self-centered? Will it extend the kingdom of God? 
Does it initially cause you to gasp and say, oh God, could that really be me? You know, if it doesn't have that element, I doubt that it's got the bigness of God around it. Yeah? Does it have that, God, could this possibly be? Could this possibly be? So how many here want to carry the supernatural life of God? Oh yeah. Yeah, I want to carry the supernatural life of God because that's for us. That's for us. The first thing you've got to know about carrying the supernatural of life of God is that fear and the supernatural life of God do not go together. Fear and carrying the life of God does not work together. All right? Fear says, don't do it. Fear says, there's too much to lose. Fear says, it's too risky. You're going to crash. Fear says, look after yourself first. Fear says, you look stupid. Fear says, there's plenty of time. No need for now. You see, fear will hold you back from walking in your destiny. Fear will hold you back from walking in what God has truly called you to. Fear is a robber. And you know what? God doesn't waste too much time with fear. He simply says to Mary, he says, Mary, don't be afraid. He doesn't spend hours counseling Mary. He doesn't spend, spend uh, uh, give her heaps of words. Oh, Mary, it's all right. You know, I, I know you're scared. I know this is going to be a problem for you. He doesn't do that. He simply says, Mary, don't be afraid. And you know what God's saying to us tonight? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear is a robber. Don't let him rob from you. Don't let him waste years of your life. Don't let him take from you. Don't let him speak to fear and tell him to go, to rack off out of your life in Jesus' name. Fear has no place in your life. Fear has no place in your life. God doesn't entertain fear. Don't you entertain fear. Don't meditate on it. Meditate on the goodness of God. Meditate on the bigness of God. Meditate on the miracles of God. Miracles that He's already worked in your life. Miracles of breakthrough. Miracles of prosperity. Miracles of healing. And if you don't think you've got enough in your own life, then talk to someone who, who is aware of them and has got the life of God around them. You see, there's food for you in them. Miracle food, power food, food, food to feed your faith. It's an awesome thing. You know, the thing is, is that if you entertain fear, the bigger it becomes to you. The longer you sit around letting fear talk to you, the bigger it becomes. I had a lesson on this the other day. I, uh, I went up to Taupo and uh, took some friends. They were busting to go for a bungee jump. I mean... Duh. <laughs> but this is what I noticed as I was peering over the side of this humongous cliff into the Waikato River down below and thinking, ah, I'm glad I can think of a lot better things to do with my $70. You know, these two, these two go out onto the platform. Okay. Do you know what? They don't muck around with them out there. They don't waste time. They just like, 
lock these things on their feet and basically push them off the edge. They have like, dong, 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 and then down they go. Because they know that if you have too much time up there, you're going to chicken out. Okay? And same with our lives is that if we spend too much time thinking on our fears, if we spend too much time dwelling on them, if we spend too much time uh, letting them work us over, you know what? Soon they become giants that we just cannot rise up against. But God says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Hallelujah. Don't waste time with it. You know, speak to fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear. He has given me a spirit of power, a spirit of of, uh, self-control, a spirit of love. Fear has got no place in your life. No claim. That claim was completely bought out by the blood of Jesus. It's got no hold on you. It's got no hold on you. The first thing you've got to know is that fear and the supernatural life of God doesn't go together. The next thing you've got to know about the supernatural life of God is that you need to take the limiters off your life. You need to take the limiters off your life. And what do I mean by that? How many of you have been to uh, one of those rides in the show where they have those, uh, those little cars or, or little, uh, little motorbikes and you go around the track, round and round, round, round. You know what I'm talking about? The little, little things that their the kids ride on. Well, I kind of like those things, except there's one thing I don't like. They don't go fast enough. They don't go fast enough. You can push that accelerator right through the floor and it's not going to go any faster. And you see this little five-year-old putt, 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 putt and putting fast you because yours is slower than theirs. And that's not okay as far as I'm concerned, eh? You know, life was meant for living fast. Yeah? You know why they go slow? They go slow because they have a limiter stuck on the engine. They have a limiter stuck on the engine that says, this machine will not go past this speed. This machine will not go past this speed. And, uh, you know, my, my first real experience of what the difference between a, an engine was that didn't have a limiter on and an engine that did, I went to a show and we put, put, putted around this little course on these little 50cc motorbikes, okay? And uh, shortly after that, one of my friends bought a motocross bike, okay? Oh, okay. This thing was amazing, okay? It was a beast. It was scary. You know, first gear, it has something that's called like a power band in it, okay? So you take off, and all of a sudden, there's a plume of dirt and muck spread out behind you for miles, okay? You're going along flat out, and then all of a sudden, it hits this thing called a power band, and it just propels you into hyperspace. It is just your eyes water, your mouth goes, well, push back. You know what? It is incredible. And uh, my mate bought this onto, bought this onto uh, my father's farm, and uh, it gave me a ride. First gear, wheel comes up. Okay, second gear, wheel comes up. It goes fast. And uh, man, I got back, back to the house reluctantly. And uh, my dad was waiting for me. And he said, son, this thing is dangerous. Okay, you are not allowed on it anymore. It's not to be on the farm again. Okay, that's dad's because dad wanted it safe. And the same with those little things at the machine uh, and the uh, and the showground. They put a limiter on them to make them safe. 
And you know what? The application is to our life is that we come into this life filled, filled with the potential, the raw power and potential of God. Yeah. And the devil says, you're dangerous. I'm going to put a limiter on your life. I'm going to put a limiter on your life. I'm going to, I'm going to limit your life with, I'll let you have some experiences that will put a limiter on your life and make you safe to me. I'll put a limiter on your life of, uh, let's say, I'll, I'll put rejection on your life. I'll slow you down with a bit of rejection. I'll slow you down with a bit of poverty. I'll slow you down with a bit of religious negative thinking. I'll slow you down with some depression. I'll slow you down with some, some, uh, some, some crazy ideas. I'll slow you down. And the devil goes about every life that's born into this world. He slaps limiters on them. Boom, 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 boom. Okay? Until we splutter through life. Not dangerous to the devil. No, not dangerous. Not dangerous anymore. Living below our potential in God. Living below what we are made for. Until we meet with Jesus. And he says, you were born for greater things than this. You were made for greater things than this. You were made for living life at light speed. Yeah, you were made for living at the speed of light, not for spluttering around the course of life. You were made for dynamic living. You were made for, for uh, to live life with the throttle wide open. God wants to take those limiters off your life. You know, some of you tonight, there's limiters going to be taken off your life. God's going to take limiters off your life. Things that have hassled you, harassed you, Thinking it's got to change. Tonight, encounter with God. He wants to open, open up the throttle in your life. He wants to, to take the limiters off and play, replace it with the limitless power. Limitless power of faith. The amazing power of God. You know, check out. Check out what God says in Luke 1 and verse 37. It says, with, for with God, with God, say, say with God, with God, nothing is impossible, nothing is impossible, nothing is impossible, with God, nothing is impossible, you know, with you, with you, with me, there's a string, there's a list of impossibilities, you know, there's a list of impossibilities, things that I cannot hope to achieve by myself, things that you cannot hope to achieve by yourself. But with God, with God, all things, all things, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible. You know what? We need to spend some time on these six simple words tonight. We need to spend some time on them over the next few weeks. Nothing is impossible for God. You know what's impossible for you? You know, it's impossible for some people to show respect to their parents. You know, it's impossible for some of you to excel in your schoolwork. For some of you, it's impossible to have a great marriage. For some of you, it's impossible to have a profitable business by yourself. But the amazing thing is, is that God takes our impossibilities and he makes them entirely possible. Someone say amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Do you believe that tonight? 
Yes, God is good. See, the awesome thing is, is that it's not about us. It's about God. And God is not limited. God is not limited. There's no, no lack or, or no, no impossible things with God. God is just incredible. You see, when you join your life to Jesus Christ, your impossibilities become irrelevant because of His incredible, amazing, amazing possibility, limitless power working with you. And God invites you to team with Him and allow His possibilities to become your possibilities. Yeah? Amen. You see, you need to take the limiters off your life tonight. Whatever they are, take them off. Take them off. Allow Jesus to take them off your life. There's no need for them. No need for them. You're meant to be dangerous. Huh? We're made for a dangerous life. All right. Okay. So carrying, carrying the presence of God, carrying the supernatural life of God, you need courage. Courage. Courage is the opposite to fear. Courage is, is uh, a, the uh, overcoming of fear. Courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway, pushing it aside. You know what? Do you want to hear about courage? You look at Mary's response to the great, big, scary dream that God had for her, the great, big purpose that God had for her. Mary said in verse 38, she said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Do you know what she's saying there? She's saying, God, I'm your woman. I'm your woman. I'm your woman. Count me in. I'm there. God, it's big, but I'm there. You know, is that the cry of your heart tonight? God, count me in. Count me in. I know it's big. I know it's scary. But count me in, God, because I don't want to let this opportunity go by. I don't want to waste my life in anything, anything, uh, anything less than your purposes. What an incredible thing to say, you know? What an incredible thing to say. God, I'm your woman. God, I'm your man. You know, let that be a cry in your heart tonight. God, I'm there. You know, where does, where does a teenage girl get that sort of courage from? Where does she get that sort of courage? Where does a teenage girl in a poor background, where does that she get that sort of courage? I want to tell you where she gets that courage from. She gets that courage from the Holy Ghost, and that's available to you and I tonight. You know why I say that? I say I discovered an, an interesting thing. You know, the Hebrews had a word for spirit. It's called ruach, okay? And ruach is the spirit. It's the breath. But you know what it is also? It is the courage of God. It is the courage of God. When God created man and blew into the dust, he blew not only his spirit and life in, he blew in boldness, Holy Ghost boldness. And that's available to us tonight. That's available to you if you believe in Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost is wanting to place within you great boldness, great boldness to face any fear, great boldness to overcome any odds. Great boldness is available to you. That's available to you. You see, if you battle with fear, if you battle with timidity, God doesn't battle with those things at all. God is a bold God. So when He comes and fills you with His Spirit, He fills you with boldness, great boldness. And you know what? Sometimes we, 
we look at the Bible and we think, you know, it's just full of people here that were just, you know, absolutely fearless. People who, who, uh, uh, who bet up lions, people who, who subdued armies, just people who didn't have a trace of fear in their bodies. You know what? I want to tell you tonight that right from the beginning to the end, encounters with God, with people, so often he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The reason he says that is because they're scared. You know what? They're scared. He has to say, you don't tell someone, don't be afraid. If they're not afraid, they don't need to hear that. But he tells them all through the Bible, you know, all through the Bible, he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's, uh, I mean, you think maybe, you know, in the early church, surely in the early church, these guys were fearless, absolutely fearless. They didn't have any trace of fear in them. Well, let me turn to you. Turn with me in Acts. I want you to turn in Acts chapter 4. Have a look at the Word of God. It's going to open something up for some of you tonight. All right, Acts chapter 4. Verse 29. And the apostles, they're praying. They're saying, now God, now Lord, look at their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. You know what? Why did they pray for boldness? You don't pray for something that you don't have. Okay? You don't pray for something that you already have, I mean. You know, if you've already got boldness, you don't need to pray for it. They were praying for boldness because they didn't have it. They needed it. They needed boldness. These were people who had walked with Jesus through three years of ministry. These are people who had, who had uh, seen the dead raised. These are people who had seen lepers cleansed. These are people who had, had seen incredible things. These are people who had seen the Holy Ghost poured out on the day of Pentecost. These are people who had seen miracles work through them. And they're saying, God... Give us boldness. Give us boldness to speak your word. Give us boldness to speak your word. And it goes on further there. It goes on further. Now answer to that prayer. I want you to have a good look at that. God answered their prayer. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness they spoke the word of God with boldness because they were filled with the Holy Ghost these are people who had already been baptized and the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues spirit filled believers but they still needed to be refilled topped up with the Spirit of God you know tonight you might be thinking you know I've been, I've been filled with the Spirit of God well tonight you need a fresh touch you need another. You need a top up, okay? You need some boldness in your life, because to carry to carry the supernatural life of God, you need boldness. You need boldness. Incredible miracles. You know what else you need to carry the supernatural life of God within you? You need the Word of God. You need the Word of God. You check out Mary's last response. Last response to God. She says, let it be to me 
according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. You know, God speaks words over our lives and it's up to us. Will we receive that word within our lives or will we dismiss it? Will we allow fear to speak with us? Will we allow low self-esteem to speak to us and rob us of the word of God? Or do we say like Mary, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me, God, just as you have said. God, let it happen. Lord, let it happen just the way you're telling me. Let it happen. Is that the cry of your heart tonight? Is that the cry of your heart tonight? God, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. You see, that's the yes of faith. If you want to carry the supernatural life of God, You need faith in the Word of God. Faith in the Word of God. Sometimes people spend, and I know I've got to battle this one myself, sometimes we spend so much time just meditating on our our own, uh, own petty needs and things. But God wants us to meditate on His Word. Just over the the last, last wee while, I've just been meditating on it. For with God, nothing will be impossible. With God, nothing would be impossible. With you, God, there is no impossibilities to what you ask me to do. There is no impossibilities, God. Let it be to me. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word, oh God. Yeah? You know, Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55 and verse 10 talks about the Word of God and the power of the Word of God. 10 to 11. It says, For as the rain comes down and snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my Word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You know, God's word will prosper in your life if you will receive it. If you will receive the word of God in your life, it will prosper. It will succeed. It will be effective and powerful in your life. The word of God. What is the word of God to you tonight? Is there a dream that God's spoken? Can I have the band please tonight? Jesus. What is God speaking to you tonight? What's the dream that burns within your heart? The dream to preach. The dream to to lead a prosperous business. the, The dream to to pastor the dream the dream the vision of God to be a great musician what's the word of God to you what's your response tonight what's your response tonight you see the amazing thing in the account of Mary said a wee while later she goes to see a cousin and you know what Her cousin says to her, Blessed, blessed, blessed is she who believed. Blessed is she who believed. Do you believe tonight? 
Do you believe tonight? Do you believe that the word of God for you is powerful? That God wants to de- deposit his supernatural life into you? Do you believe tonight? Blessed is she who believes. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Someone give the Lord a shout and a clap tonight. God, you're good. There will be a fulfillment. There will be a fulfillment. There will be a fulfillment. There will be a fulfillment for those who believe. You know the ball's in your court. Do you believe? Do you believe tonight? Hallelujah. You know, tonight, if there's something within you that cries out, God, I'm hungry for that deposit within my life. I'm hungry, Lord God, for your supernatural life to be in me. If that's you tonight, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to stand to your feet. If you're hungry for that, God, Lord God, I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands all over this place. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Tonight, Lord God, we receive your word. God, no more fear. No more fear. We embrace what you're calling us to, oh God. We embrace it now in Jesus' name. We embrace it, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. See, the Holy Ghost is in this place. He's wanting to do some work tonight. Let's worship. Allow the Spirit of God to come around you because He's wanting to work in people's hearts and lives tonight. Jesus. I'm living for you, Jesus. We're living for you, Jesus. I'm living for you. Living for you. Let's worship him tonight. I'm living for you. Take the limiters off. You know, there's people at SRS preaching. You are aware that there's limiters that are around your life. 
things that have slowed you down, things that are holding you back tonight. Don't let those things hold you back any longer. I don't want you to stay in your seat. I want you to come forward, whether that's rejection that's got around your life, whether that's selfishness that's got around your life, whether that's depression that's got around your life. Tonight, don't hold back. Come on forward. Come on forward and let God, let God take the limiters off your life. Let Him take them off your life. We're living for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, we're living for you. Now, for all of you who are up here, God's wanting to do a work in your life. He's wanting to strip that limit off you. He's wanting to open the throttle right up on your life. Tonight, I want you to take that thing and I want you to cast it off your life. I want you to say, God, I don't want that in my life anymore. I'm living for you, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, tonight we come before you in Jesus' name. Father, we're not happy with spluttering through life. Lord God, we're not happy spluttering through life on half throttle. God, that you would open our lives wide up. Lord God, that we would live speed of light as you would have us. God, we thank you for freedom that's around our lives tonight. Give the Lord a shout and a clap. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy Ghost. Oh, you're good. Let's worship God. Come forward, please. Help pray for people. 
leaders in this place, come on forward and help pray. Dave and Sue, you're real welcome to pray, eh? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Father, tonight, you're stripping limits off people. Limits broken, broken, broken in the name of Jesus. 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 God, you're good. Thank you, Lord. Can leaders go and pray? Get in there.
a fresh touch of the Spirit of God on your life tonight, don't hold back. Come on forward and worship and ask God to fill you with that great boldness. Let the Spirit of God fill you with the breath and courage of heaven. Don't hold back tonight. Allow God to touch you. Amen. Let's worship. Oh, for you, Lord. I'm 